all that you are seeing before you, in which are all these the radiance and splendor and, and preciousness of paradise has appeared to the accuser's eyes. And, and that the accuser says, well, um, you know, uh, to whom does this belong? And Allah responds, this belongs to the one who forgives. And so the soul of the accuser says, I have already forgiven uh, my, my, my brother, my sister, my companion. I have already forgiven. So just the, the very vision of paradise uh, sets the heart at ease. And all the wrongs that were experienced on earth vanish. And so um, this is the greatness of forgiving, of course, that's human forgiveness. So, but Allah is demonstrating with the hadith, all of these hadith in, in that um, collection are demonstrations, and many of them are sent on the final day that we should learn and, and apply now of course, so for us to forgive. and um, But let's contemplate Allah's forgiveness. Another account of Effendi is uh, in speaking of the, the one who was of the Jewish uh, nation, but who was very rich at the time of Moses. So rich, it said that he could not even carry the keys to all the treasuries of, of what he held. And um, but he was proud. And so while the people suffered under the yoke of Pharaoh, uh, this one was uh, exalting in pride. And at some point, the um, the earth swall was swallowing him up. And Effendi said, if he had at that moment cried out, Allah, I'm sorry, Allah, help. Allah would have forgiven him everything and saved him. So this is, you know, what an example, uh, what a teaching for us that whom we consider the worst of human beings, that um, eventually that the forgiveness will become manifest and they will be forgiven. Uh, which is sometimes hard to hard for us. It's sometimes we feel well. That's not fair, you know. So Allah's forgiveness and mercy go to such a degree, and this is why Fendi said, "I'm more afraid of men's judgment than of Allah's." Um, it goes to such a degree that we say, "Well, this is unfair. Why should someone who tortured other people and uh, then be forgiven and and be in ease?" So we should contemplate that. We should look at that. We should look at that in ourselves. And of course, um, if we turn, you know, to the deeper, uh, deeper state of reality, uh, where this world is like, an, as, as Ibn Arabi through Shwaid is saying, it's a shadow play, or it's like a cosmic drama of love, as Sheikh Noor says, and then. It's, it's passing, it's passing, and it has no weight in with ultimate reality. And so as we are beings of ultimate reality, we, we that's our source, we come from there. So anything really that happens in this world, uh, no matter how terrible, 
and how much it makes us weep as it should in this world. It's, so it's not to be, um, you know, uh, blithe and, 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 and callous about things, terrible things that happen to others. It should make us weep. The prophet wept. He wept and he wept. He didn't just say, oh, you know, everything's going to be forgiven. Allah's the old forgiver. Um, I'll just um, take it. You know, why, why should I weep? And and that's a kind of spiritual um, trap or a spiritual uh, falseness where we just detach so much from the world because we have a view of the eternal ultimate reality and how everything will be fine. So we don't participate in the drama anymore. In fact, we don't want to participate in the drama because it's painful. But uh, the the deeper richness of of the way of truth is to participate, is to have tears and laughter, both. Uh, and not become independent, the name of Allah Yagani, you know, the one who is independent of all. No, we are the dependent ones. We are the ones who depend on what's called the secondary causes. And we we only depend on Allah, of course, but we, in a, as part of the drama, do. And so we, we use them. And Effendi was very clear about that, too, as, and this all from the Sheikh Al-Akbar, we should be clothed in those causes. So even though we know it's Allah who heals us, Effendi would say, we take the aspirin or we take the medicine, knowing yet that it is Allah. We use the telephone, as he did, uh, to call Sheikh Noor to see if Sheikh Noor had arrived in Spring Valley. He knew. He could he could know all he had to do was ask Allah, but he participated so beautiful. He was such a wonderful example of someone who was in both worlds and therefore um, who his heart was with the ultimate vision of the, the peace, the salam of 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 the haq of the divine reality. And yet, just as Allah has chosen to, you might say, manifest and participate in this drama of creation. Uh, so so do the great masters, and so did Effendi. So um, Allah's infinite mercy manifests also in the Prophet, peace be upon him, after, I mean, countless times. But uh, one of the great moments was when after uh, he and the um, the Muslims returned into Mecca uh, in this final victory, which is called the victory of love because there was no bloodshed. Or if there was, I think maybe one person maybe was uh, died, but really through error. So it wasn't a battle. On, on that physical level. And as they entered into Mecca, the all the great um, enemies of the Prophet, uh, many of them fled. And um, so instead of sending armies after them to, you know, bring them back for punishment, uh, 
he called them back to be rewarded, to forgive them. These are people who caused so much destruction and heartbreak and suffering on the part of some of the most extraordinary and exalted people. They were called back and they were forgiven and they couldn't, they couldn't hard, they could not believe this, that they were actually forgiven. And then when it came to bestowing, you know, some of the goods of the, uh, that, that were acquired through this victory, um, the prophet bestowed even more on them than on his, uh, his companions. And some of the companions were very upset. So this is an example, again, just like we feel upset if we feel, well, someone doesn't get their, the justice. That's not justice. They're not getting punished. So alhamdulillah. So again, something to contemplate. And on the final day, it says that people will be asked, everyone will be asked to intercede for other people. And um, and it said that people will be interceding in a similar way. This is what the prophet out of his own lips said, that the the ardor, the intensity, the desire to save others from suffering will be like um, like people being in a boat, a family in a boat, and some members fall overboard. And that same passion with which they try to save their family, with this same passion, they will be interceding for others asking Allah's forgiveness. Isn't that so beautiful? So, the, the, and this is, will be the human part. And then one after the other will be called to intercede and greater and greater saints and the prophets will all be asked to intercede for, again, souls that were darker and darker, uh, more and more erring and, and covered over. And finally, the Prophet himself, Rasulullah will be asked to intercede. And he will intercede for exactly some people that we would not want to be saved in, from our limited uh, place. Uh, but on the final day, when the truth is standing clear, we will. We will participate. Our desire will be, yes for everyone to be saved. And there will still be some souls who will be in, in darkness and covered over. And then Allah comes forward, uh, manifests, and says, I am the most merciful of the merciful. So the final intercession, the final great drama of forgiveness will go back to Allah. And Allah will, uh, it says, draw out of the fire um, souls who never did one act of good, not one. Uh, we can't even conceive that, how not one act of good in a whole lifetime. And then the host souls will be cleansed in the water of life and they will feel themselves, it says, and they will be brought into the paradisic realm and they will feel themselves very special because, and they, they have a certain look about them. It says that they will look like the grasses uh, alongside a riverbed who are slightly twisted and yellow, but like a, a, a sign on them in the same way Cable, uh, uh, Cain, Cain had a sign. Well, these beings will have a sign like that, but they will take it 
as a sign of uh, specialness that Allah, they did not do anything and uh, Allah forgave them. So even there, they will not go around in shame and feel as one could in human society. If you killed people and enslaved people and did all the wrongs and you were then put out of jail, you know, it wouldn't be easy to go around human society with a mark that uh, women used to have the mark A, as we know from that novel, that the, um, the adulteress or the adulterer, they would be castigated for the rest of their lives. They would have to carry shame around with them. So think of that for the punishment that humans inflict and the, and, and the, the mercy of Allah. So, you know, to come back to our own selves, uh, the, the, you know, people, there are many people now who are trying to work with those people who have been murderers and, and done terrible things, but to touch their souls in such a deep way. And, and, and this is happening as we speak. Um, this is working. There, it's, there are many examples, or I don't know many, but there are significant examples of this where they become completely transformed and become people of paradise. And let us never forget also, and this is again a warning to us, an admonition not to judge. And, you know, if we feel we're doing our prayers, we're fasting, we're doing all this, we don't have bad thoughts, but we don't know what will come the next moment. Because uh, the prophet tells us that, there, you know, that someone can be doing the deeds of paradise um, almost their whole life and then the last moment and, and almost have their be in paradise. And then the last moment they start doing the opposite deeds and vice versa. People can be doing the, the deeds of the people of fire and then um, without any apparent necessary outer reason will start uh, doing the deeds of paradise. So we just have to rely on Allah's infinite mercy and contemplate Allah's infinite forgiveness. And this comes, again, I always stress how... Um, how this inner um, vision of, of this ultimate reality of, of bliss and, and love and forgiveness, it has to come because our hearts are touched. We have to be deeply touched and, and connected to these hearts who are these hearts of mercy. So alhamdulillah, 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 alhamdulillah. So Allah is the Arham Rahimin, the most merciful of the merciful, and we recite that in our prayer. So in the Salat, so let's believe it. This is part of faith to immerse ourselves, not only see it from a distance, that's the um the Ilmu Yaqeen, to know about it, hear about it. We can hear Ibn Arabi speak to us and it will you know, it, it'll be like kind of like an electric current. And then we can see it. We might witness it. Uh, and we can witness it even in these past events. But we have to become it. We have to be completely merged. So that's the hak 
al yakin. We have to have that certainty of the haq al yakin and be completely merged. Oh Allah, merge us, immerse us in in your infinite mercy, your boundless mercy. You are the Alham Rahimin. And you have said that whatever we we ask and repeat Ya Arham Rahimin, Ya Arham Rahimin, Ya Arham Rahimin three times. Um, and after that, we ask from you will be given. Imam Ali, uh, may his countenance be ennobled um, and, and immersed in mercy, said that he has no fear of any action of his after which he can offer two records. So that was his way, and and uh, he was a great lover and great performer of Salat. Uh, as we know, when he was in Salat, he was out, out of his body. That That's when they removed the arrow that he had received in battle. So, um, but Allah's mercy is beyond that, beyond any act we can perform. Allah's mercy and forgiveness is always there. And, and thank you, Shweb, for this beautiful elucidation today also of this. I thought it was so interesting that the your hutbah, let's call it, um, today illustrated this um kind of went behind the scene to see, uh, to understand, help us understand a little bit uh, of this mercy and, and how it operates. But we, we have to feel it. We have to live it. That's the thing. Okay. Alhamdulillah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuhu. And another example occurred to my heart while we were in the prayer was of, uh, in, of Imam Ali when he was asked, you know, in fact, the the Rasul, I guess he would, um, you know, this was his way of teaching them. And he asked um, the, the companions, how many times would they forgive um, if they were wronged? And so, you know, he asked, Hazreti Omar, Hazreti Abu Bakr Sadiq, Hazreti Osman. I mean, that's the way the hadith is shaped with those who were kind of the paramount teachers, you might say. So um, maybe there were others present, maybe not sure if it really exactly was them. And then he asked uh, Hazreti Ali, and Ali said, I would forgive as many times as I am wronged. In other words, he had completely merged into the divine forgiveness. There was no end to how he would forgive. So, I mean, may we be inspired by, by the great Ali in this forgiveness. And um, we know that uh, the one who poisoned him, how terrible, or was it an, uh, yeah, it was poison and, uh, no, or was it an arrow? I can't remember, but his servant later became, of course, the one who killed him. I mean, extraordinary. And even in Mevlana's account of it, the servant begs, you know, why? I don't want to be that one. I don't want to play that role. But later on, he did. And again, I think today's discourse from Ibn Arabi can 
maybe help clarify that. So when he was uh, put into prison at the time, I mean, they, they held him prisoner. The companions were so angry, of course, with him. Uh, and and Hazreti Ali, I think, lived, maybe he lived another day, but he, he was concerned that how they would treat him. And he said, please don't be cruel to him. I think they, they killed him, but he didn't want them to torture him. And uh, he offered him milk. He drank from a cup of milk and he said, here, bring this cup from which I, I, I drank to, uh, I can't remember his name in, in, you know, in under arrest, bring it to him so he can have some milk because he was also afraid they weren't going to give him food or drink. And, um, but there was a, a secret intention to be share, sharing this cup. And, but um, he refused it. I think his name was Muljan. Or, and he refused it because he feared that Ali had put poison in it. So how amazing. You know, the one often, and we find this, the one who is the the wrongdoer will believe wrong of others. Well, that becomes their screen. That becomes the glasses through which they look. So he didn't drink the milk. And then Ali said, you know, if only he had drunk that milk, he would have been together with me in paradise. So given the amplitude of divine mercy, maybe he will be. I think Ibn Muljan or something. Maybe he will be, whether he drank the milk or not, because that was Ali's wish. So, I mean, <laughs> the reality, the haq and the mercy is so beyond our normal sense of accounting that um, it, it it is like another reality. So, I mean, may, may we be guided and live by those principles. I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, Allah. Who, Alhamdulillah. Thank you so much for this, Juma.